Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hi. Thanks for coming to see us at My name is Tracy Ariel and I am unapologetically Canadian. For my third podcast, I'm going to bring you a an archival conversation with Reverend Brian Perron. Perron is the minister at Verdun's Church of the Epiphany, and he's been there since late 2015. Uh, we spoke uh, about a year and a half later, uh, before uh, all of the things that he talks about in this conversation take place. So since then, the Reclaim uh, Literacy Foundation has set up their lifelong learning center in the building. Um, uh, Annie Itishat, uh, the first Inuk minister in Montreal, has uh, moved her uh, mission there, and uh, they've got all sorts of other, um, uh, you know, a book club and knitting and lunches and all sorts of wonderful things. Uh, I encourage you to uh, listen to our conversation, and uh, if you find the noise a little bit worrisome, go to about minute eight. Uh, we moved to a quieter spot, and uh, the conversation uh, from that point on uh, doesn't have any noise. But I think it's all worth it, and I hope you enjoy it. So, I was here as a student working with Patrick, and where the churches had just come together here or so, and uh, the renovations had been done, so I came after the dust. Interesting, because at the time people were saying, well, do you see the three congregations? And I never saw them as three congregations, I saw them as one. My wife and I, we had such a wonderful time here. We were called to go up to Panama Royal. So we said, okay, of course, you never know where you're going to end up. So we were always drawn to Epiphany. And then one day we heard this strange news that Patrick was leaving to go to St. Matthias. And so I thought, oh, well, Epiphany could be neat. But then you, you've got to go through all the mechanics. Anyway, long story short, here I am. And you arrived in what month last year? October 21st. October 21st, 2015. October the 18th I started. And it was that week, the week before, where Wendy had said, oh, we're renting the space out. And I said, oh, yeah, to who? And I think it was to Greenpeace because they're having a debate for the federal elections. Oh, okay. So I quickly printed up business cards and I came here and I'm handing them out. Even one of the politicians came in and we went upstairs and we walked around and we even prayed together. And he felt peace. He won. <laughs> but it was just a great time of just meeting the people and, and getting together with their friends from Project Pal. Every so often they have a Sanka set. So I'm down at the Benny Lux or the coffee shop. And uh, yeah, just getting involved in meeting people and then opening up this, this building to people to come in and share it with us. Tell me about the, the, the monthly lunches and then we'll ask Joy about the, uh, the, the reclaim lunches. Well, even three or four years ago, Patrick said, let's have a, a monthly lunch. And he had worked out with one of the um, missions that were giving out food. And they realized in a short time, well, this is something we could do. Patrick and the church decided they were going to do the lunch. So for all these years, every Thursday, uh, the fourth Thursday of the month, which is a critical Thursday, they whatever they can find, whatever they can buy, 
vapors through this lunch. And now we're feeding 85, sometimes more. We're yeah. seeing new, but we're seeing regulars. Uh, so the word has gotten around. And this has been in place, the monthly lunch has been in place for the whole three years then? At least three to four years. Yeah. yeah. And then one day, Joy came in. She said she's doing a lunch on Mondays at a particular place. And when, could, could she do it here? And so we said, sure. Now is a time where the people that I met, the people knowing where we want to go, it's coming together. Even... Okay, um, yeah, one of the together. things I wanted to ask you about before we go into what's going to happen next, you were talking earlier when we weren't on tape about your experience at um, Welcome home. So maybe you could connect why that's given you a bigger vision for what's happening here. I think because there's some need. There's a need of people to receive, but there's a tremendous need of people to give, but they don't know who to give to, how to give, and at what point to give up their time and their energy and their expertise. And sometimes people need to be able to do something different, but they still want to do it with whatever their expertise If you're a chef in a restaurant, sure, you don't want to be necessarily doing the same kind of work, but bring that mentor so that you can express that passion. So as I was in the business world years, how can I take that and express that passion? Or working with men So how do we bring people together that have a passion for something like reading, cooking, to a center where this almost becomes the great big shopping center for all this kind of stuff. Welcome Home Mission used to be men's mission, and when the women would come in with their kids, they would have to get rid of the men and rearrange everything. And they said, this doesn't work. So what they ended up doing was building buildings and creating new buildings so that they were specializing. So what this past year has been is discerning our specialization that will happen over the next year, which is the teaching, learning, coming together, community, and sharing resources that they come continually work. Somebody asked me once, what is the future for Epiphany? And so from the perspective of a pastor, I thought, well, within four to five years, we need to have at least four to five ministers. Not necessarily priests, but ministers pastors, people who are involved full-time in a form of ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry, young adult ministry, homelessness, some form of bringing ministry and caring for the people. And in that, we can grow the church, because it's not possible to grow an organization with only one person. You start a business as one person, and then you start giving things off. And you also, by bringing in those four or five other pastors, you're bringing four or five other clients that I don't have. Right. But it's recognizing the various needs and talents, bringing all those together to build a very strong building and perfect location for where we are located. So you were talking about the, um, you already have your second minister and then your music minister. <laughs> well, we used to have a, an organist. Now we have a minister of music because he plays the organ, he plays the piano, he can play all kinds of instruments. And he is the head of a group called Together 2000. It's a singing group that was came together in the year 2000, so they call themselves Together 2000. And it's a group of singers from various churches, different denominations, that come together and they, they sing, and they do benefit choruses, but they also do some acting. And now that's on the South Shore, and what I'd like to do here in Verdun is we often people in a choir, get involved in a choir. There's a group in New York called 55 Alive, or Alive 55 Plus, where they have come together, many people who have wanted to be involved in some kind of theater, or music, or entertainment, but they didn't get the break, but they have tremendous talent. So how do we recognize this talent, bring them together so that 
on a Thursday night, they look forward to getting together with other people so they can sing and they can dance. And in that education, in that coming together, people find themselves and they find themselves for their life. They can then mentor other people. So as we build up one group of people, they begin building up another group. So as a pastor, I can bring build up a certain amount of people. But as five pastors, each in our own way, will be able to bring and to grow so that this building continues to grow within the community in every facet as a teaching learning church. Now we head up to the second floor to check out a part that uh, Brian dreams of changing. Maybe, maybe be on internet or not. Just be at peace with some music. The lighting adjusts a little bit just so that they feel a little bit of quiet in this busy city. city. They want noise, they can go downstairs because it was noisy down there and it's fun and people sometimes you need to meet somebody to talk with and sometimes you just need to be quiet by yourself or with whatever and so that's what we'd like to do here although we these are storage areas that would disappear there's a little staircase that goes up here and there's a little room with windows out onto the street and it's, it's, it's really just a storage area but imagine if that was opened up and windows were put in it could go into the law uh -huh. just sit and you can hear the people going by on the street and of course we window it all to make it safe and windows down into the staircase but it would be around the font because we're not moving the font right and of course that's why we would call it the second dip because you've got the door right there they can actually come off the street if they want to exactly. or they can go we have two front doors and we have wheelchair access on this side to come up and just so that they can sit and be quiet and of course we need resources because you can't just leave people right but it's a bit of enough of a space, especially once this is cleared out. I saw a picture the other day when they were not there, because I've never, I've always seen that there. Right. And it's a beautiful space. You start getting real things. You've got a beautiful space for like a little cafe. And even after the service or before the service, people come and sit. And yeah, yeah. It's interesting, talking about makes me think of, um, there's a, a fellow that I interviewed for the Montreal last last month, I guess, um, and he uh, is into philanthropy and he gives uh, to mental health research. And they have a new program called, the, where they're bringing um, something that happens in Australia, which are these little cafes, but they have health people in them so that they can identify youth with mental health problems when it's early enough to actually get them. It's called Access here. There's going to be one opening up in Dorval, there's one opening up at the Douglas. You may want to connect with them and yes. see if that can be part yeah. of your program. Yeah because it's just a wonderful idea by having an open, easy space for people to come and yet having just enough resources so that there's someone who recognizes yes. signs of trouble when before it's actually a problem, yeah. that kind of a resource. Because even, I have also down to the cathedral twice a month. And if it starts at noon, I'm usually there like 45 minutes ahead of time because you walk in and you see people, some are just sit, sitting in quietly. And it's again in recognizing the need and being open to recognizing the need. And very often it's by their shoulders or by their eyes. And so if you can connect by their eyes, you can get a sense into what's happening with them. When I used to do clinical pastoral training in the hospital, I'd walk up and down the aisles, the halls, and I looked into these various rooms and I would connect with their eyes. And this one person, I looked at their eyes and they were looking straight at me. And I looked at the report and it said, he didn't want to have anything to do with any clergy. But I was drawn, I, I walked by the room twice just to make sure. 
and I went in and I said, hi, I'm here to see so-and-so, do you know where he is? And, and which was true. And he said, well, he's off on tests. And I said, how are you doing today? He says, I said, can I come in? He says, yeah. He says, I'm, it's a special day today. Two years ago to today, my wife died of cancer. And he was in his 40s. Oh. And he says, you may have heard, and this is a tough story, okay? It just shows, right? But being aware, and which was such a lesson to me to listen to that still small voice. He said, you may have heard three weeks ago, they found a boy murdered in a swimming pool. That was my son. And I'm thinking... I, I remember hearing it, okay? And uh, I'm thinking, why have I come in here? Who am I to offer any kind of advice or help to this person? So we start to talk a little bit about, and then he says, my, uh, but my two girls, they're with my mother right now. And so when I get better, I'll be able to take it. My little girl wants my wife's Harley Davidson. And so you drive Harley? She says, oh yeah, my wife and I, we always drove Harley. I said, my brother's Harley. I said, I came this club, I bought an Audi TT Roadster. He says, really? I have a BMW Z4. I said, oh, I love European cars. I used to drive sauce. He says, really? He says, I had a 1993. I said, not a 9000. He says, yeah, black with dark tan. I said, yeah, me too. But I traded it for a 96, not green with light tan. I said, yes. And then we talked about his Corvette. I said, I have a Corvette, a 76 Corvette, bright red. He says, oh, the LE too? I said, yeah. So we went through all of this. And I said, you're getting tired. Can we pray? He says, yes, I like that. So I closed my eyes and I lifted my hand and he grabs my hand tight and we pray together. Wow. And, over. and so what a lesson connecting. And there's so many people that have walked by that room and I've heard of other people walking through that were supposedly pastoral trainers, etc. And it just, and so how can we be open so that when somebody comes in in need who don't know even know how to express their needs, whether it's for food, whether it's for education, or whether it's just for love, or just a place where they can speak to somebody. I used to do annual reports for people like BCL, PowerPoint Project. Clients would call me and say, okay, it's time for the lunch, Brian. So I'd take them out for lunch. And within five minutes, they were talking about their personal life, reaching out. And that's one of the things that led me to become a priest, a minister, a pastor. I was working with Welcome Hall Mission, thinking, well, this would be a neat thing to do when I retire. I retired at 52. Um, I quit, and I thought I could run a mission. It's amazing how I went from running a mission to working in a hospital, to working in parishes, to propel them to work in missions, and now I'm in a church that is a mission. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. And how old are you? 61. You're 61. March. Wow. I started seminary at 52. It was five years full time. Somebody included. Wow. I was a sage at dropout, and I did okay in the go. When I was in high school and my friends, we knew the guys going to McGill, me and my buddies. <laughs> oh, so even that is a but I bought different the hat. place. Yes. When I graduated, I went and bought myself a hat and I even wore it in today. I wear that McGill cap because boy, I had to You're a wonderful way to finish it. The last question I have, which is the yeah. question I ask everyone, is um, do you consider yourself a Canadian? Yeah. And what does it mean to you? freedom, a chance to do anything we want, to make something of ourselves and to bring other people along in our wake. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's great My, to meet you, uh, Brian. Well, it's been great. Uh, Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian. This episode was brought to you by Lufa, Montreal's rooftop garden operator. Use my code TA5107 to get a weekly vegetable basket, and we'll both get $10 off one delivery.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.